This episode of Entrepreneur Shit Happens is brought to you by Entrepreneur Life Apparel. Entrepreneur Life Apparel brings you trendy and unique clothing and accessories for men, women, and children. Jump online and get your 20% off discount by using E-Happens as the code. Once again, it's Entrepreneur Life Apparel and the website is shop myelife.com Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for joining us on our latest edition of Entrepreneurship Happens. I'm your host, T. Marlene. And on today's show, Castro Joy and I interview Terrence and I, and I Creatives. And he takes us on his journey from corporate hirings to finding his own way to his business. Stay tuned and take the bananas. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. First, let our listeners know exactly who you are and your business. Great. My name is Terrence Sonny. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a web and graphic designer, also a speaker as well. Um, you can reach me and all my content at sonnycreative.com. I've written two books, I've had a TED talk, but primarily I'm doing web and graphic design. Wow, yeah. wow, nice. Congrats on that. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Big time. And what are your books about? Well, they're pretty much personal development, um, but kind of different than the norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first book is called You Are Your Outcome. A lot of people, when things go wrong, they point the finger at other people. And mm-hmm. the whole book is about accountability, like pointing the finger at yourself before right. you point the finger at somebody else. Right. And um, and then that first book, there's not really any chapters because a lot of times we'll buy books and we'll attempt to read it, but we won't ever do anything with it. Um, and so the way it's written is like, it's like your onslaught of victory and it's like section one, like it, had, it the sections aren't numbered, but they have like titles for each section that way like you can just go look at the little sections go to that section on the book read it implement it and you know even if you don't read the book at least you got to the specific area that you needed as opposed to trying to go through chapter by chapter and not getting anything so that's kind of like it's kind of like a choose whatever problem you have or whatever issue you're going through go to that section and then read about that because I don't care if you read the whole book. It wasn't meant to read from page one to the last page. It's for whatever's right. going on in your life at that particular time. The second book is called, um, I'm forgetting the title of my second book. Um, um, the second book is um, Face It and Finish It. Your struggle is smaller than your ability to succeed is the subtitle. Um, Face It and Finish It is pretty much kind of like a, kind of like a chapter or a part two of my first book Mm -hmm. Um, because whatever you're going through you literally have to face it and finish it and a lot of times like we think the problem or issue is a lot bigger in our mind but it it it, it's not really that big you've gone through worse stuff and you're gonna go through worse stuff so that book and it has like little action plans after each chapter that that book actually does have chapters Um, but that's just it like face and finish it like no one cares about you complain in nobody cares about any other stuff just face and finish it just move on so that's essentially what that second book's about awesome i love it i love it and where are those available um you can go to terrence oh i'm sorry you can go to um amazon.com and just type in terrence sonny or that'll probably be the best way that way you can see both of my books or you can either go to sonnycreative.com and i have everything linked up awesome mm-hmm. awesome you're doing big things you're doing big Trying. things <laughs> i got kids so gotta keep the lights on yeah. i know that's right so why did you become an entrepreneur um i became an entrepreneur because i got fired <laughs> straight up um i've always wanted to work for myself um and just be independent for a while I've been working on it through I did like personal training all kinds of stuff well I had a nine-to-five I was doing all this stuff to get outside of the nine-to-five um I live here in Houston Texas and primarily most of my life or most of my career has been in the medical field because you know Houston is known for its medical center 
and I've seen like the ups and downs, the ins and outs. And can we cuss on the show? I'm assuming yes, that we yes. can. Okay. Um, <laughs> with the title, I'm assuming hurt. that we can. Um, okay. So like I was working at, I worked at the Harris County Psychiatric Center. I've worked at MD Anderson Cancer Center. I've worked at both local and, you know, everywhere. I've been in the medical field for a while. And it just didn't make any sense to me why, like, I worked in sarcoma at MD Anderson, which is like a bone cancer. And to treat it, it was like $125,000 a year just to treat. And I would register patients. They would, like, um, get loans. They would sell their houses all so they can come in and try to, you know, go to fly down to Houston to try to get cured. And shit just didn't make any sense to me because, like, and a medical center, there's all these hospitals together. And there's like a St. Luke's and St. Luke's has a McDonald's inside of it. Um, MD, uh, MD Anderson had a Chick-fil-A inside of him. Like we're fucking sending people back here. Like it's just a revolving circle. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. And it's like, you know, I register patients a couple of days later, they die. And I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of it. Like, I'm not, this is for certain people. And I, as big of a heart as I have, like this just was not for me whatsoever. Right. And um, I got fired from, that was the, my very first time getting fired. And the time I got fired from that job, I was working part-time as a personal trainer. Um, but when I got fired, my wife is pregnant with our son. And the way I got fired was like, I got backdoored. Like I had a whole 27 page report on how my manager treated me differently than other employees. Mm. And so I tried to be fair and cause I had an issue with this particular employee. And I'm like, if I respond how you told me to, I mean, if I respond how they respond, I'm not going to have a job. My right. supervisor's like, you're right. I'm like, the fuck? Like, so they can talk to me however they want, but I can't do it as well. I'm like, I'm glad I, I asked, you know? And so I never got a situation. I never got an opportunity to explain myself or explain the situation. But as I was going to the restroom one day, I saw my manager in the room speaking with the coworker that I have the issue with. So right. she heard her side and never heard from me at all. Never mm -hmm. asked to hear my opinion, none, none of that. So to be fair, I go to my supervisor. I'm like, just so we can clear everything, get everything on the table. Can we just have like a department meeting? And so like, yeah, should we get HR? I'm like, sure. That way, if anybody has any issues with anybody, we can all leave with a resolution, you know, and not just mm -hmm. like a argument or like a fest of just people just like with negativity. We can actually leave with a resolution. I got fired two days before that meeting happened wow. and I had 27 pages of how my manager treated me differently than other people. But I also found out that my manager was about to retire. So she was trying to protect herself, make sure everything was cool. That was right. exit perfectly fine. Um, right. But that was like my first time getting fired and I didn't know what to do because my wife was pregnant. So I was like looking for jobs, looking for jobs. Two weeks later, I found a job at like a front desk, hated it. Um, it was somewhat medical related. And fast forward to my last job, um, I was there for five years and I knew after three weeks, I didn't want to be there, but I stayed there because the money was consistent. I have a family. Mm -hmm. um, I have three kids, by the way. And, you know, like I, I stayed there for support, but after three weeks, I was like, hell no, I can't, I can't keep doing this. It's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. I'm the kind of person being that I'm creative I get bored super fucking fast. So I need something to constantly like spark my attention. And while I was at my last job, um, I was still doing web and graphic design, but I was mainly doing web and graphic design as opposed to like speaking and stuff. And I would like go to lunch breaks, shoot out an invoice. During my, my lunch breaks, I'd have um, client calls. It's like I was working while I was working. Right. Um, I think the... And this was around COVID that I got, that I got fired, like maybe two months into the beginning of COVID. And um, I got into a car accident and it wasn't bad, but it's like, it was enough to, I, it was enough to, I, I had to get a, a loaner for a while. And so, you know, call the cops, they come, file a report, all that stuff. But I guess like the straw on a, I don't know how you fucking say it, but what really, what my my edge was right. after after the accident i called my manager i'm like hey i'm not gonna be able to come in tomorrow um i just got into a car accident my wife's my wife was in the car with me her neck was hurting all that stuff like oh, i'm wow. not gonna be able to come in tomorrow and he's like okay 
just um, make sure you call somebody else to cover your shift. And I was like, the fuck? Like, you're a manager. Manage, you know? Right. Like, right. do your job. Like, I don't even have to be fucking calling you. I could be shooting you a text message or an email. Right. But right. to have the audacity to tell me while I'm roadside, sitting, standing next to my car, make sure right. I have somebody cover my shift. I was like, okay, cool. Right. That's fine. And so um, I made a decision that they're either going to fire me or mm-hmm. I'm going to quit. So I took my key, my office key off my keychain, And for the last two weeks, I walked around with a loose key in my pocket. I'm like, they're going to say some shit to me. It's going to piss me off and be like, here, I ain't got any no, no paperwork. I don't have no pictures of no family. I ain't got no decorations, nothing. So here's the key or they're either going to fire me. And when my manager was like, what time do you go to lunch? And he's like, can you change your, your lunch shift? And I was like, okay. He's going he's to fire me. And that's exactly what happened. Looked for a job for about three days. Um, got denied unemployment. And I was like, damn, fuck this shit. Like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm like, let me tell my pre-existing clients that, hey, I'm full. I'm fully in. If you need something from me, I'm here. And I did it. My wife's like, let's go to Best Buy, get you a big boy MacBook. And if this, this is what you're going to do, let's go ahead and do it. Um, credit was good. Went on ahead, got a got a credit card on a spot, got the MacBook, and here I am, about two and a half years later. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's a great way of getting it. I mean, not to be fired, but like you know that transition and everything. I tried. I tried looking for another job. I tried unemployment and denied my unemployment. And like this is like the summer of the first year of COVID, so wasn't nobody hiring anybody there doing furloughs laying people off all that kind of stuff so i was like this is all fucking meant to happen like right it is it is it is yeah it does happen when like that it does it really does and i understand your pain i i worked at a call center once and i had a blowout and i ended up because i was trying to get you know service i ended up texting my boss she mm-hmm. counted that against me said that you're supposed to call in like as long like, as you get contacted, I, you're good to go. You're lucky I even did that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, them jobs are something, I tell you, I tell you. So um, why do you love being an entrepreneur? I love being an entrepreneur because mainly the reason why, like, I want, always wanted to work for myself was so, one, I can control my own money, and two, I can be present with my family. When I had a nine to five, I was always like, hi, kids, good night, kids, you know, like that was it because I just saw them to, you know, tuck them in. Like I would come home and it'd be dinner time for them to eat and sleep. That's it. And I'm like, and being that I worked in the medical field and I saw, you know, people die all the time randomly. I'm like, nah, this ain't it. I need the, whatever is going to happen in my life, I want to be present, you know, like one, I'm not replaceable as a husband, as a dad, I'm not fucking replaceable. So I'd rather be present as opposed to, you know, giving my time and all that stuff to people that don't give a f- anything about me. Because after I got fired, I went to, they called me to pick up my paycheck and there was a new employee in the seat that I was in in less than a week. Right. So right. Like, I was there. Yeah. I was there for five years. I'm like, I was literally clearly replaceable so i was just a number right right that's crazy so i mean we were discussing your flexibility and everything like what part like right now do you love about being an entrepreneur the the most like the most gratifying thing within right right now that you're looking for as far as you know as, as, as far as experiences as far as being an entrepreneur um I would just say knowing that yeah huh is there a specific instance where like you you know that you have experienced as you know since being an entrepreneur that you really love I I know you love the freedom and everything but like has there been like a specific thing that that you've done certain person you may have connected with that you know yeah I mean I've connected, I've connected with a lot of people 
but being an entrepreneur like the one thing I love about it outside of freedom is that like I'm making my present purpose I mean I'm making my purpose like present like I always tell my clients how you present yourself is how you pay yourself mm-hmm. um it's like this wasn't anything that kind of like this was going to happen no matter what like just mm-hmm. God made me to be what I am currently and mm-hmm. I was trying to put all these different obstacles in a way and I was trying to buy this course do this watch this video mm-hmm. do all that and it all it did was it put a wedge and a bridge between where I am now and getting to this point so it's like what I love about it is I wake up every day doing what I love and when I was chasing the money then it felt like work right Right. but if I'm doing what I love and never it never feels like work it's like I just happen to get paid for what I would normally do for free what I would normally already do like I saw my wife the other day I get look at fonts for hours and that sounds weird as fuck like but I can look at fonts and typefaces for hours and not get bored and I don't know anybody else in the world really that's like that like I'm just wired differently so it's like I like being able to do what I'm naturally good at right and I don't want to say I don't have to try but it's like I don't have to search anymore I don't have to fight anymore I can build up my skill but it's like that searching not that I don't ever have to go back to that nine to five. I don't ever have to go back to that pain. So right. it's like everything in my life compels me to be better as a web and graphic designer. Every like making I'm I can make my kids peanut butter and jelly sandwiches now, like as opposed to, you know, anything else, or you know, like I wonder what they're doing, or I'm not missing first steps, I'm not missing first days of school. Right. Um, all because I'm doing what I love and I'm doing what I'm good at. I'm doing what if you look at my work, my portfolio, and not to not to toot my own horn, but a lot of my shit's like unfuckwittable. And it's like that because, hey, if I don't do this, I'm going to end up back to where I didn't right. want to be at. All right. this stuff can, can easily go away if I don't solidify like a solid foundation. Right. Right, right. I understand that. I definitely understand it. And I feel you on the whole fonts and everything because I'm a graphic designer as well. And yeah, (laughs) yeah, I understand that. It's like every, I have a laptop and a desktop and I'm telling you, it's like each of them have thousands of fonts on it. I don't care if they look alike. I see the difference. (laughs) You know, one has a little slight serif and one doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I I totally understand it and being creative. So definitely, definitely. Now, what's one thing that you wish you knew back then about entrepreneurship that you know now? Um, I feel like I knew a lot, but mm-hmm. I was just fucking hard-headed. Um, and I didn't, because I always feel like the best information is like black and white. It's ordinary, simple stuff. Ain't nobody trying to be deep or anything like that it's like simple ordinary shit because I always think that we avoid stuff that's hidden in plain sight you know like if it ain't broke then try to fix it And a lot of people say like there's like a secret to success I don't feel like there's a fucking secret because people are successful every damn day like there's no beating around the bush there's no secret tips to this or tricks to that or whatever people are successful every day so I would say the one thing is to give myself give myself time to myself because when I jumped into this I was like I don't have a job I don't know what's going on so I I put myself into it and I didn't give myself a break I didn't give myself any rest so everything was like work 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 Mm -hmm. and as a web and graphic designer I would find like little handicaps and shortcuts and go-tos and so when I would look at my portfolio from the outside a lot of stuff was looking the same. A lot of stuff was like, oh, you can tell Terrence left his mark on it or that, you know, that's Terrence's design. It's Terrence's design. I was putting my thoughts and my brand identity onto my clients and customers because I was like, okay, got to get this done. Got to get this done. But now um, I take a completely different approach when I take on a project. And I know now that like the work is about the client. It's not like about me or how I think. It's about, you know, 
bringing the client's ideas onto like a digital canvas. So I didn't give myself a break. And now like I'll meditate or I'll like be like, mom, can you watch the kids? Or, you know, be like, I have to give myself 30 minutes or an hour break because if I don't, that's when I'm a lot sterner with the kids. That's when I'm a lot more impatient with clients. It affects my work in more ways that I don't see um, when I don't give myself time to myself. That's good. That's good. And that is important. That's important. And it's funny that you said the way things worked out. It's like you were just being hard-headed. I used to tell people all the time, it's like, God will give you something. And if you don't listen and take that leap, he'll push you. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's how I got into it full time. I was let go. I was laid off from Mm -hmm. my my design job. I was laid off because the economy went bad and everything. It was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll do this. Yeah. So I totally understand that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I just feel like the stuff that you're supposed to be doing, I just feel like we get in our own way. Like if we just have enough confidence to believe like what's within, we'd be good to go. But we need so much damn accountability and confirmation from ourselves. Like, hey, um, we it's like we need to hear. That's why I feel like even though social media social media benefits us all, I kind of feel like they should just take like the anything that leads to instant gratification away. Like there shouldn't be any like you should be able to like something but there shouldn't be like any like numbers or maybe you shouldn't get like a notification or see who liked your stuff or maybe just get rid of the whole like in general because like I feel like outside of social media we're now conditioned to always feel like we need to get something like approved or we need to get an okay or we need to get someone to like our stuff when we become so much more original and we progress a lot faster when we don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks about our shit right that's when I feel like there's like traction moving like the wheels are going but when we're trying to like do something and expect like a certain result and we don't get it whether we do or don't like the intention I feel like was was fucked up from the root like because it was intended to get a result as opposed to just doing it because you felt it was right or just doing it naturally that's a different perspective um so what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you being an entrepreneur, how did you bounce back from it? How did you overcome it? The worst thing that's ever happened to me as an entrepreneur <clears throat> yeah. is um, uncommitted clients. Um, there's cli- right, there's clients that I've known for, for years. There's clients that I've spoken with, um, like I've been on stage and spoken with. Um, and, you know, you'll talk to them. You'll show them how you can add value to their business, how they can get double triple the return of their investment um and then you'll send them the proposal the contract legally binding contract all that stuff everything to separate you from some guy on fiverr or some guy on like facebook or whatever like you send them the legitimate stuff and they see where you come from they see that you're legit and then they just fucking ghost you that shit is the worst because it's like you may, and you may even give them a discount, you know, because like maybe you work with them in the past or because you believe or you see, you know, their vision of what they really want or like the conversation goes good and the energy's great or they may be bundling something up and, you know, everything's is green, you know, they're good. And then you send them a proposal and then you see that they see it. It says seen or it says open X amount of times and you send them a message or you call them no fucking response they're seeing all your follow-up emails but they don't respond to you at all that shit pisses me off and so now i've implemented a policy where um whenever i send you a proposal you have up to 48 hours to respond or to make your deposit um if you don't respond after 40 or before 48 hours or i'm sorry if you don't respond after 40 hours um, project is instantly terminated and the price goes up. Um, and I've just gone to a point where all your, if you're in a situation that you don't want to be in, if you're in an unfortunate situation, unfortunate place, it's usually a reflection of the discount that you gave or discount that you took. Sometimes we, we even when we're shopping, we go to cheap route and shit breaks or it doesn't work out how we want. Or we end up giving a discount and then we end up having a client that may want to micromanage you 
and that right. wasn't you know what you thought so it's like i've been done with discounts and so that's right. pretty much how i handle that i no longer i don't give you can be a family member you can be a friend my wife i don't care like there's there's no discounts um right. like i said because like when shit goes wrong like when i need to feed my kids when i need to put gas in my car i can't pay them with the discounts like i'm at the level that I am as a web and graphic designer for a reason, and I demand to get paid for it. Like, right. I don't care about your situation, your background. If you want it bad enough, you'll find anything that you can to get the job done. Right. Whatever, whatever it is, like you'll make installment plans, you'll make sacrifices, right. whatever you want to get done, you'll do it. So there's no reason to ever, in my opinion, ever discount a client for a service or anything like that. I mean, if you if you are buying something and you get something on sale or whatever, it's cool. You know, it works out for you. If it breaks, it falls apart, or you know, if it isn't what you thought it was going to be, you can't hold anybody accountable but yourself. Right, right, right. I feel you on that. I feel you on that because it's that's, that's crazy. Not even the wife get a discount. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting a discount. No. Yeah. Job. But I feel you on that because the the most difficult clients that I my, my mom's paid me for books before. See, <laughs> straight hey, up. Hey, you you know we're recording this, right? I, and she's downstairs <laughs> watching the kids. She will listen to it when it when it's posted. I promise you. That's funny, but I feel you on Whoa. that because the most difficult clients that I've had were the ones that paid the least or just or were discounted when I did that or what have you but the best clients were the ones where it was like they went ahead dropped the full amount and just you know what i'm saying so i definitely understand that yeah, definitely they're, understand they're that. busy they ain't got time to be micromanaging if you got time to micromanage you or micromanage someone after you and pay their deposit you got some financial issues you ain't got any work to do it's like people that are in businesses people that run businesses agencies and all that stuff they ain't got time they trust you they looked at your work they've already made a determination. They ain't got time. They trust that you can do something better than they do. The people right. that give you a hard time, it's probably because they tried doing it on their own at first and it didn't work out. So they're like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, and then they got all these questions. I don't deal right. with micromanagement. Fuck that. Right. You can get your damn, um, your deposit back. If that's how things are going to work, no, I'm not. No, you're not going to be over me. It's right. like, I always need to have the power and that's it. Like, even from like the phone call, Zoom call, whatever, it isn't, oh, I only have this amount. Can I do? No, because I'm not the, I'm not ever going to put the ball in your court. And it's weird because I'm a web and graphic designer, but it's like, you're coming to me and you, you should, if you're paying them any kind of dollar amount, you should be able to trust me. And it's like, I have questionnaires, all that stuff um to help knock out any kind of design aspects thoughts you can even reference stuff all that stuff is there for you um so like our conversations are very detailed you get a very detailed form and i make myself available for you but i'm not going to be micromanaged right, that. right i understand that so what so far has been um one of the best experiences that has happened to you as far as like a client or anything like that or even did the ted talk happen during your entrepreneurship journey the ted talk did happen during my entrepreneurship ted talk was a fiasco all within itself because um i'm a different kind of speaker like that's why and i'm a different kind of motivator like a lot of times, like, you know, people are super aggressive, yell, and they come from like a negative place where like, for example, they may say like, well, the reason why people fail in life is because of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's not me. That's not my style because I can't speak for anybody but myself. So right. I'm not an expert at speaking for other people, not knowing who they are, where they come from, any of that stuff. I feel like 95, 99% of most speakers or motivators online, they come from that place where like, they almost assume that there's like, groups of certain kind of people right. I feel like we're all we're all different everybody's different so I can only speak for myself so um whenever I speak my my only goal has always been to get some kind of self-dialogue going have you ever been like in the car at the grocery store and you'll think about something from like earlier that day that was my only intention um I say all that to say like TED Talk didn't really it it showed what I could do, but with TED Talks, there's certain kind of talking formats, and I like to have my own style. If y'all haven't 
<laughs> realize that already. Um, like I said, I'm hard headed. Um, I don't mind a blueprint, but I like the color outside the lines, you know, I don't mind if there's a foundation, but at the end, it's going to be completely, it's going to be mine, you know, um, but for the TED Talk, I, I did the whole graphic design for that, and speakers aren't also supposed to design for it, and I didn't know, um, so more than half the time, like, I was designing the tickets, the promos, all that kind of stuff, and also working on my speech, but I didn't like the fact that I had to format my speech to a certain kind of format as opposed to like doing it on my own. Um, but one of the best things that's happened for me as being like an entrepreneur, um, I have a monthly web, monthly website client, monthly website maintenance client. And she referred somebody to me to redo their website. And, you know, she already knew what my prices were, but the client didn't know. And so she DM me, she's like, hey, their budget is like um, 8,000, but I think you should charge 10K. She knew the client, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wasn't even going to charge them. I wasn't even going to charge them 8K. Like right. I was going to, I think at the time, like this is like a few years ago, I was going to charge them like 5,000 or something. And right. she's like, their budget's 8,000, but you should charge them 10. There's right. no way I was ever going to know that. So I got that inside information from working right. with this client for probably about like a year or so. So because I work with her monthly and because I do great work with her, she referred somebody to, she referred somebody to me for one and she gave me the inside scoop on info that I would have never gotten before. And so I was, I told them like, Hey, the, like I can do it for 10 K and I'm like, okay, cool. So it's like, I got that. That was the best experience that I got all because of being consistent and being diligent in my work and just, you know, being there for my clients. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I love that. That's good. That's awesome. Because, um, yeah, those referrals are something, man. People don't realize that they they do come through for you. They really do. But like you said, you have to be consistent in that. Definitely. Yeah. Well, so it's like. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, in with web and graphic designers, a lot of us, you know, we live off referrals, but I always tell people during our calls that like, I can't look good until you look good first, you know, because if you look good, if I do your stuff and you're like, oh, hey, who did that? Terrence did it, Sonny Creative, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. But if it looks like shit and be like, who did it? Who did it? You know, Terrence, Sonny Creative. I'm like, okay, cool. I know the stay the fuck away from that. So it's <laughs> like, it could be a blessing or a curse. So yeah. I always say like, I design for the next project or I design, I design for a referral, you know, like I design every, my designs are just intentional. Um, isn't, it doesn't stop just right there. It always, it's always about moving on to the next. It's always about momentum. Right. 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 I love that. I love that. Castro. So, so, um, I can tell you're very exact in your boundaries and, and setting boundaries and different things like that. Um, how has your family or friend circle evolved over your level of success to be an entrepreneur? Um, honestly, with my friends, it's essentially stayed the same. Just, uh, I mean, I don't really have all my friends now I've had since probably middle school or high school. Um, oh. So it's like I've known for decades now. um so it's like any new friends and stuff like I call them like they're probably like acquaintances like they didn't they know me through like association or something like that but I don't my circle or nothing but like day ones really like I don't I'm I'm turning 40 this year I'm not opposed to making new friends or having new friends but I'm good with what I got um you know like I'm I have like relationships I don't necessarily know if like I'd call them friends um but yeah I mean being that I'm on the digital space I make relationships all the time I have plenty of relationships with like friends people like face to face that like that have always been there for me like that circle has always been small um if anything they're like you know like they complain to me about their jobs and now they're thinking about hey maybe I should do something different because you know not saying if Terrence could do it, I can do it, but like they just right. see how how different I am, how emo- how not just freedom, but like 
I'm just a different kind of person now. Like I know before when I had a nine to five, I didn't have any fucking boundaries. I was like, you told me to do this, told me to do that, whatever. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting paid that way, you know, feed my family, keep the lights on. Um, but now that I'm working for myself, I, I, my boundaries are solidified. I'm an open-minded guy. Um, but yeah, my boundaries are solidified as far as like my family goes. Um, it's done nothing but been a blessing to my family because my mom retired, um, last year on my birthday. So it's like, and my mom lives with us so just to back y'all up. It's a full house over here. I got my mom, my <laughs> wife, my three kids, myself. So we all live under one roof. Um, so. And nobody um, get the I'm, discount. No, nah, no, nah. <laughs> no, nah, not at all. Nope. Not nah, everything I got to go through. No, nah. I had to reiterate that. But now my work will start looking like it's just kind of work. I can't afford for that to happen. Right. Um, so it's like with my, my kids and, and stuff like I'm a lot, I'm a lot closer to them now. Um, being an entrepreneur, it's like, you got to be careful what you wish for, because my whole thing, you know, was wanting to be president was wanting to be here. And okay. it's like, kids can get on your nerves kids can stop mm. you kids can be a deterrent they can be a distraction and i didn't i didn't i didn't think it was going to be as bad as it is um but it's like i got everything you wish for and i kind of feel like that's like entrepreneurship in general um you know you see all this like luxurious glamorous stuff online but um every entrepreneurship i feel is like it's everything like it's everything you wanted, but at the same time, like it's a lot of things that you never expected. It's everything that you never expected. Right. Um, so yeah, it's like with my family, I feel like I'm getting, I'm definitely closer to them. Um, my wife has been able to um, move up significantly in her position at work because the way we had it, we were ping ponging. I would work nine to five. And then when I get off of work or right before I got off of work, my wife would meet up with my mom. She was getting off work. <clears throat> and get the kids and then so my wife my wife would be at home by the time she get ready to go to work my mom was getting off work so they swapped the kids um, my wife my mom would go home my wife would go to work and then I'd eventually come home so it's like it it was just unfucking organized right. and it, I didn't like that system at all so now being that I'm at home you know being that I work from home um my wife can work during the day and now she's like moved all the way up to general manager and um my mom's retired so she can help with the kids while I, while I can do things like this and you know I still have my time to work you know I still have my schedule so um that's how it's benefiting my friends and my family that's awesome and you had mentioned earlier about taking time for yourself how important is it uh, for entrepreneurs to actually do self-care and, and attend to their mental wellness? If you don't, it'll affect you in all the areas that you don't see. Um, not just finances and not just like mental health. You'll, you'll, the things that you lack or things that you don't have a passion for that you may just even do every day, it's going to hit you and it's going to, it's all these things, slow things that are hidden in plain sight that you aren't paying attention to are going to hit you at once. Um, and that's, I mean, it's happened to me before. Um, and that's how you get burned out, but you can't get burned out on things that you love, um, or that you love to do. Um, cause I mean, you can be married and your husband or wife may be like getting on your nerves. You can be burnt out from seeing them all the time, burnt out from your family and friends, burnt out from your work but actually maybe doing something with them, you won't get burnt out from that. Like going out and having, you know, just going out to eat with your husband or wife or taking the kids out or, you know, watching a movie with them or something, you probably won't get burnt out of that. And it's not, not only is it with someone that you love, but it's doing something that you love. And no one ever taught me that, never got that from a book or YouTube video, but I have to learn that. Like, yeah, I'm a web and graphic designer. And yeah, I show people that how you present yourself is how you pay yourself. That's cool. You can look at my website, you can look at my work, but it's loving what I do. And it's like, that's what makes it not feel like work. Right. And so when I was like, okay, 
I just got this project for for a thousand. So I gotta I gotta do this logo or I gotta do this mm-hmm. branding, whatever. And it feels like work. So I get burnt out. And I'm like, right. I gotta do this, I gotta do that, gotta do that, gotta do right. that. And I and it's just constant, like it's not what you want to do and it's not a place that you want to be at. Cause if you're an entrepreneur, you wanna, you don't, if you love what you do, it should not feel like work. It should feel like something that you love to do. It should feel like an activity, you know? So mm-hmm. I was saying like with your loved ones, you may get burnt out on, they may get on your phone. I love my kids to death. Um, they get on my nerves all the time. Right. But when we're outside, when we're swimming or when I'm taking Hendrix to Kung Fu or something like that, like it's fun. Like I love that. Like I love my family, obviously, but I love activity. And so it's like, you have to give yourself an activity too. As much as I love, you know, what I do with design, I'll try to find design games or design exercises, something mm-hmm. to kind of switch it up and make it different. That way I'm not like burnt out, like, oh, okay, got my car note taken care of, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to fucking think like that all the time. Right. And mm-hmm. my work will start reflecting that. And it doesn't even have to be web or graphic design, like your, your customer service will, will suffer, you'll be like short. And then let's say like all the things that you don't see will eventually come to light. Um, because like you're either brushing it off or not giving it the time and attention that you did before because you're not giving yourself a break because you're not giving yourself an activity as crazy as it sounds like just walking outside like I said like it ain't got to be deep um just something different you know like an activity not just like a thing you know I'm just gonna treat myself to this or a material item or something like that that's cool and all but an activity I feel like is going to hold more weight than anything right right right. I love that you said that I love that you said that because um I definitely I've I've talked about it on previous uh episodes but I had I got burned out I was I stopped for about two years because I had Mm -hmm. depression and everything and it was because I was chasing the money I took on any kind of job and just, you know, it became a job instead of doing what I love. So just like you said, I, I ended up putting systems in place that took away more of the admin part of it. So now I can mm-hmm. design more. And then I also got back into being the creative person that I am by doing painting and stuff like that. So I'm awesome. glad that you were on here to, to say the same thing, that it does happen. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I just feel like whenever you aren't, like, say, like, say you're hiring me for a project, right? And I hear about your project details, all that stuff. If I can't fall in love with the project, it's not going to work. It's going to look like, it's going to look like crap. And it's going to feel like all this emotion, all this pressure, all this, whatever, just to end up with a result that looks like crap anyway. So when you fall in love with it, it's a completely different thing. And it's like, it sounds woo woo. It sounds like spiritual, you know, just do what you love and the money will come. Like, it sounds like that's what I'm saying. Like it's hidden in plain sight because it sounds simple, sounds fucking ordinary, and it is. Um, but it's like so many people avoid it because it sounds so simple, because there's no deepness to it. Um, you know, so it's like it's easily overlooked. And I feel like that's the problem. Like, you know, Michael Jordan would have done what he was doing for free. I promise you, did it for free. Like um, you know, and it's like the money and the sponsorships, all that shit came later, you know, like. He loved basketball before anything, you know? So if you love what you do and it's good enough, and if you love it and you can show people that you love it, then the money is eventually going to come. People are going to pay you your worth. But if you're trying to do, if you're trying to create your worth off of getting this bill paid or create your worth off of, you know, I need to flex, I need to do all this and you're going to get burnt out. It's going to feel like a job. And if you're an entrepreneur and it feels like a job, you're probably doing something wrong. You know, you should wake up being like, hey, I get to do this. You know, like, I love what I do. But if you wake up like, man, I got this project, got this, got this, got this, you know, I need to make sure I take care of this. Then take all the fuck in front of me. Just get a Just get a job. You know, right. Take all the shit away from me. Just get a job. Right. Right. You got to reevaluate at that point. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. So what's one of the craziest things that's happened to you, say with a client or anything, uh, since you became a full-time entrepreneur? Um, one of the craziest things. I try to mitigate crazy as much as I can because <laughs> I'm a calm, peaceful dude, but 
But people do try you. I know they do. <laughs> people do, or they have. I, I'm all that trying shit is done. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You can you can stay, you can stay in your situation. You know, like I'm not, I'm not I'm not the guy to try. I'm the guy to get the results from. Um, one of the craziest that. things. I would say this doesn't happen too often, but it's never made any sense. And I actually saw it yesterday um, for, again, um, when you spend time, we have our phone consult. I send you the content creation form. It tells me, you know, how you want the website to look or whatever. I put my, my time all that into it and I have it looking, and this is like a revamp site. So this goes like a lot of people, especially with pandemic, you know, they tried a lot of people, you know, started businesses during the pandemic, you know, and they try to do their own websites and all that stuff, you know, so it should never look like you design it yourself is what I always tell people, but, you know, they didn't have anything to go off of, maybe may not have had a budget. So, you know, they tried to do what they could, not knocking it, you know, and so they hired me to revamp their site, revamp it, stark difference night and day. Um, it's designed with an intention of showing your purpose, getting eyes on your page, people staying on your page and getting money. And then, so everything's functional. I deliver the site to you. It's mobile friendly, mobile responsive, all that stuff. Just clear call to action. People know who you do, who you serve, all that stuff. Instantly, all that stuff, all that strategy and all that stuff is in the site. And then like a week or so later, the website is completely fucked up. Like it looks, I, I can't even say that I designed their site. Cause usually when I design someone's site, I'll put like, you know, designed by signing creative at the bottom, right. I'll link it to my page. Right. Um, and you know, they always have the options to not have that if they don't want to. Right. But I don't want my shit. I don't want my art or my work, my thoughts, ideas, design attached to shit. Like, I don't want them to think, hey, Terrence did, no, I didn't, know. <laughs> That's why I actually started, I'll do screenshots of like my work if I do a website or I'll do like a video recording of me actually building out the site. Right. And I'll just like speed it up. That way people can see what I do before other people fuck it up. Right. Um, so it's like, that's probably the craziest thing that I've seen. That's probably happened to me probably about like three, three or four times. Like mm-hmm. I'll design a website. It's like beautiful, like amazing. And then they'll fuck it up. Like they'll, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. So they'll go back to their old ways instead of reaching out to me. It'll just be it, like, I'll just so happen to go back to an old site that I designed and I'll look at it. And I'm like, that is nothing <laughs> like what I did. It looks, or it'll look just like it did before they hired me. Right. Like if right. you got a disposable income, cool. But it's like, why wouldn't you just reach out to me and just ask, right. like, hey, Terrence, how do I change this? How do I change that? Or I want this to happen instead right. of just, because you, like, you know, it didn't look like that when I designed <laughs> it. Like, right. Why would you put yourself backwards? You know, like, I'm here to help you. I'm here to make sure you get a return on your investment. Right. You know, like, that, so that's probably like the worst thing. Like when, when you see a client or like even with the logo, like they'll just fuck up a logo. And yeah. so it's like now, whenever I do a logo, <clears throat> I send them like a branding guide. I think it's like probably like 15, 20 pages and it shows them how to use the logo, um, <laughs> what not to do to the logo. Right. Um, that way they don't mess it up. Cause and right. it's, I don't want it. I'm not trying to sound conceited, but eventually it's all about the client first and foremost, but eventually it's going to trickle down and point to me. Right. So right. if they look at something and be like, who designed it? I don't want them to think that like, I have a history of designing crap work. Right. And same thing with websites. So what I've done with websites to mitigate that is whenever I'm done designing the website, I'll send them like a screen recording, showing them how to navigate within the back end of the website if they choose to. Right. Um, that way if they want to put something on sale or change something they can as right. opposed to emailing me or calling me or just not right. contacting me and fucking up their own work because right. I'm here to help people not hurt people right 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 I love that I love that that's crazy that is crazy and I've had that happen too it's yeah, like, it's uh-uh. like, it's like what you hire me for like why right. why would you do that to yourself like 
Right, right, right. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't got disposable income like that. Like, and even if I did, like, I'm not. No, no. Right. Like, you that's... clearly didn't trust me to give right. you what you paid for, and that's a problem. You know, right. I, don't, I don't know. That's that. That's the worst for sure. Right, 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 right. Like Castro, remember that last logo I showed you? Yeah, somebody they totally yeah. did something, and it was like. That is so far from what I did. It's like, I'd rather they had come to me and talk to me or whatever, but mm, I, I'm yeah. not claiming that. So a, lot of people, a lot of people don't really know what logos are. Um, they think like they're like shirt designs or like graphic designs. And there's, a, there's a clear, clear difference, like what, what a logo is. Right. I always tell people just real quick, like if they're doing like a, like a diabetes walk or something, you know, you got the t-shirt, it has all the sponsors on the back. Right, like, right. you know, usually the sponsors are all in one color. I'm like, right. can we do that with your logo? Right. And, and they're like, no, it's it's got all these different colors. It's faded and got a sparkle and all. Right. It's not a logo. It's it's a great, it'll be great on a t-shirt, but it's not a logo. And right. It's like when I say it, almost everyone like, oh, or oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah, that's what a logo is. It's not, it's not like a graphic design. It's, that's logos right. are different right 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 yeah and i even told clients i'm like think about it this way no matter what medium you use you should be able to use like you said a one color logo and like you said unless you have disposable income some of those with all them colors it's gonna cost yeah. you a lot of money to burn all them screens and everything and there's still some printers that won't even go beyond three colors you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i'm like you know them cartoon logos and bling logos and yeah no yeah i'm like that's that's it's great for a shirt you know or you know maybe you want it on a business card or something like that you know cool but if you want it on like a hat or you know you actually want to be able to do something with the logo no you're not going to be able to so i actually right. my branding guide shows people how to use their logos and how to not use their logos so because yes. a lot of people just i mean and you can't really blame them because <clears throat> a lot of people go on Fiverr and Fiverr ain't gonna explain nothing to nobody. Um, I, I refer people to Fiverr all the time. Like if they can't afford me or whatever, you know, you can probably find someone in Bangladesh or something that can probably take care of your logo for the price that you want and do unlimited revisions, you know? So it's all about the result that you want. I'm just not that person. I, I turn down money all the time and it's like, Cause I'm, if you're going to pay me a certain amount, you're going to micromanage me or you're going to be all on me or the vibe or energy just isn't good. Not all money is good money. I don't, I don't want that. You know, cause I can deliver everything to you. And you're like, Oh, well I need this. I need that. A lot of people don't know what they want until they see something first. So they have a little bit of something to go off of, right. but like to create something on a digital canvas, just from the words that you say, or the pictures that you send, it takes a certain kind of person to do that. So. it does it does it does it does and then also there's the whole branding thing a lot of people think that the logo is just is branding and it's a lot more than that it's a lot more yeah. than that so yeah it's a lot to it well Castro, Troy you got a last question yeah so um you dropped a lot of gems for us but like what's one final piece of advice you could give entrepreneurs established new However, what, what's, what's one piece of advice you would give us? One piece of advice that I would give yeah. um, is to kind of like what I said earlier, just fall in love with what you do. Um, I feel like if you fall in love with what you do, you won't necessarily, it eliminates so much and it progresses you so much faster, I feel. Mm -hmm. If you don't love what you do or aren't loving the activity of what you're doing you'll start looking around and trying to find everything it's kind of like the old saying um if you're a hammer everything looks like a nail you know um or you know if you're drowning everything looks like help um if you fall in love with what you do with what you do you won't be trying to really focus on other entrepreneurs or trying to find trends or anything like that you'll naturally create your own you won't have to buy a million books on how to do this or how to do that or, or all these courses. Like 
I kind of, I don't want to, I don't even really try to be a black sheep, but I feel like I naturally am. Like I get bored easily. And once I see like the repetitive, consistent stuff, like I get bored. Like I hate that shit. Like I want to stand out. I want someone to come to me because I'm different. Right. And when I fall in love with what I do and put the blinders on, like one thing I like about Bernie Mac is Bernie Mac didn't really look up to any other comedians. He didn't really watch anybody's work. Um, Bernie Mac was unfuckwittable in my opinion. Like, I'm not saying he's the best, but like, there's no style like him. Right. Um, because like, he just, I don't want to say stay in your lane. I hate that saying stay in your lane. Cause like, I feel like roads break down and get rebuilt every single time. Like, um, and if, if you're in your lane and there's an obstacle in it, are you going to fucking stay in the lane? No, you're going to move out the fucking way. So, right. Right. um, I just fall in love with what you do. Like, when you're trying to, if I was trying to be a better graphic designer, like just trying to like, if I saw, if I was influenced by someone else's stuff, and that's what I'm saying. Like with social media, you gotta be careful. If I was looking at somebody else's stuff, I'm like, oh man, their, their website or their graphics are like awesome. Like, let me try to find this program. Let me try to get this course or this book or whatever. I'm just gonna end up one, maybe wasting a lot of money. Cause I may like be courses and books, whatever that I've become a part of, but I never ever implement and that's why I wrote the, my first book the way that I did um just implement like what goes with you naturally and it's like you fall in love with it I'm not wasting my time trying to figure this out and figure that out like just to try to get a result you know when you love it you'll try to figure it out normally like um for example illustrator like adobe illustrator um, I was originally designing logos outside of it, right? And I was always told, you know, just do Adobe Illustrator, you know, for your logos. And I was always told it. So, you know, I have the whole Adobe suite, but I just felt like intimidated by it. Like, no, no, they have all the stuff and tools that I don't have to spend this time learning this and all like, and it was the, a deterrent for years. Right. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just create my own fake project so I made up a project I made up a fake clothing company and I was like let me try to just I'll naturally just figure it out and I spent three days in the program and I there's no YouTube video that can tell me something that I don't already know about it now because I just jumped into it and I fell in love with it that's a different kind of person and a different kind of love like it didn't feel like work so it's like I created a whole brand identity logo hex right. codes for, for the colors, right. mock-ups, all that stuff for a fake clothing company right. just because it was something that I loved. And I sent it to one person. They're like, hey, I'll buy a shirt, make it a legit company. And now right. I'm like, like, that wasn't the intention. But then, but I can do that now because it was right. something I, I went with love. You know, like there was no barriers. There was no deadline. There was nobody over me. There was no, I didn't have to worry about finances. I, didn't, I just did it out of love. And it was one of my best projects. And it was a, a fake clothing company. Right. And from that, like, hey, I have people already wanting to buy shirts. So I was like, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should buy a, a .com and just, you know, start loading some stuff up. And it was all because of love. And it's my example about the money will come. I just did it for like a 4th of July project. And right. 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 it worked. Right. So I love the love. I love that. I love that. I love that. Do what you love. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have dropped a lot of information and kept it real with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I'm, I can be a lazy guy trying to be somebody that's fake. That's a lot of work. It's like lying. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm turning 40 this year. My memory ain't like it used to be. That's a lot of work. I'm, I ain't got time to try to keep a story, a fake story consistent. Fuck that. As whatever happens, happens. I, I'll face the realness. I don't have the patience um, right. to be consistent with the lie. And that's how people learn from us. You know what I'm saying? Being honest about the entrepreneurial journey. That's what this whole thing is about. So definitely we appreciate you today. Thank you so much. This segment of Entrepreneurship Happens is brought to you by Maylee Designs. Maylee Designs is a Better Business Bureau accredited company with over 17 years of business under its belt and 30 years of experience. With five-star reviews, professional service, great customer service, and top-notch designs, 
you can get all your branding needs done for your small business. Go to maylidesigns.com. That's www.maelea-designs.com for your free consultation. Thank you for joining us on today's show. Hopefully you found a lot and some gems about the entrepreneurial journey. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to email us at info at entrepreneurshiphappens.com. If you'd like to be interviewed, also shoot us an email at interviews at entrepreneurship.com. We also have slots available for advertising during the podcast. That email address is at entrepreneurshiphappens.com. Follow us, like us, subscribe on all our social media channels. And don't forget to leave us a voice message. Catch you next time. How would you like exclusive Entrepreneurial Life Apparel merchandise and curated minority-owned business items as well as tools to help you on your entrepreneurial journey? Well, that's what's in the Innovate Box. The Innovate Box is a quarterly subscription plan by Entrepreneurial Life Apparel. You can sign up at NOV8.com to see the three subscription options. Once again, that's NOV8.com.